Thank you, Brother Holmes. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's all lift our hands and worship Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Let's praise him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in God's house tonight? Just good to be in this camp meeting. I count it a privilege to be here. Thank you, Brother Holmes, for inviting me to come. I'm very happy to be here. Brother Holmes is a man that I love and appreciate very much. I deeply respect him and esteem him in the work of the Lord. And uh, it's been my pleasure to uh, preach in the, I hate to refer to it as the old building, uh, the one next door. It wasn't really an old building. Pretty nice place, to be honest with you. Uh, pretty nice little building there next door. But it's been my pleasure to preach there several times. And, of course, first time to be in this building. I saw it a few times while it was being built. And, and the half has never yet been told. And it's a gorgeous place and beautiful place to worship God. And I know the people of this church have given and sacrificed and uh, are very happy about it. Thank you again, Brother Holmes. It's good to be with you. Sister Holmes, your family, and this church family. Brother Booker, I enjoyed your preaching. I always do. Man, man. Praise God. I'm telling you that Brother Booker is a preacher, and I enjoyed it. Brother Alviar enjoyed your message today. It was tremendous. And I don't like to come to a pulpit apologizing. I don't really go much for that, but I will offer a brief apology. We had planned to come in here yesterday. My wife and I had tickets bought for months. And um, my dad lives in southern Missouri, and he got real sick. He's been sick for over three weeks. He's been in the hospital now the third time for about the last nine or ten days. And so rather than come in yesterday, I had to fly into Memphis Sunday, get a car and go up to Cape Girardeau, Missouri, where he's in the hospital. And uh, got to about midnight Sunday night, spent the night with him and all day Monday. And then last night I left there and drove part of the way down here and the rest of the way this morning got to be here for today's service and then I must go back right after church tonight because my dad is having surgery tomorrow morning in Cape Girardeau, Missouri so I've got to drive back there tonight so I apologize for not being in all the services but I know they've been tremendous all the preaching I know has been great and it's just good to be with all of you God bless you praise God God's good isn't it how many appreciate his goodness Amen, amen, amen. I appreciate the good singing and music. I was reading something the other day. It was a little interesting. Perhaps you read it. Um, talking about uh, choirs and crowds and courses. You know, I like courses. We sing a lot of new courses and good courses. But there will never be a replacement for the old hymns. The good old songs of the church. Oh, I want to see him and how great thou art. And a lot of those songs. I make sure that every Sunday morning that we sing one of the great old hymns of the church. I said every Sunday morning, I want one great old hymn of the church sung in our church. I don't want our young people not to know the great songs of the church. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I like the new ones. I like, if they lift up the name of the Lord, glorify the Lord, I like them. But I was reading something the other day where an old farmer went to the city one weekend and he attended the big city church, wherever that was. And he came home and his wife asked him how it was. And uh, he said, well, it was good. Service was good. They did something different, though. He said, 
instead of uh, hymns, they sang praise courses. And she said, really, what, what are they? What is a praise course? And he said, well, they're sort of like a hymn, but they're just a little different. She said, well, tell me what's the difference. He said, well, it's like this. If I were to say to you, Martha, the cows are in the corn, he said, that'd be a hymn. But if, on the other hand, I was to say, Martha, 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 oh, Martha, 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 the cows, the big cows, the brown cows, the black cows, the white cows, cows, black cows, white cows, the cows, cows, cows are all in the corn, 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 corn. He said, that'd be a chorus. <laughs> Praise God. And so I like courses if they glorify God, but I like songs that lift up the name of Jesus. Are there any Jesus name one God apostolic people in this house tonight? I said, are there any Jesus name one God tongue talking, shouting, hand clapping, foot stomping apostolics in this house? Well, praise God. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 13. Matthew 5 and verse number 13. I'll read a few verses from the Word of God. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Is it therefore good for nothing? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden underfoot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus talked here about light, light and darkness. And uh, I want to use for the sake of a text tonight, I want to use as a, as a text, punching holes in the darkness. Punching holes in the darkness. Pastor Holmes, would you come back up here a minute? Hallelujah. Believe with me. Lord, in Jesus' name, the last night of this camp meeting, God, we're believing for the mighty hand of God to rest upon Brother Godair. Open our hearts. Let us receive the word of the Lord. Let your anointing flow through this house. In the name of Jesus Christ, we believe it, Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap. Praise God. Let's clap our hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated, and God bless you tonight. It's, uh, it's a world of darkness that we live in. The Bible talks about darkness. It talks a lot about light. The Bible teaches us that we are the light of the world. We are a city that is set on a hill, which cannot be hid. God never intended for his church to be hid, but the church is the light of the world. But we have to confess tonight that we're living in a world that's filled with darkness. There is darkness everywhere. And we're not going to major on that because the Bible says that where sin did abound, grace did the much more abound. 
We believe that our God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we could ask or think. We believe that God's doing a great work and will continue to right up to the rapture. I do not subscribe to the theory that the church is going to all fall apart and fail. I believe the Lord's going to present to himself a glorious church without a spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing, but that it should be holy. Praise God. I'm glad I'm in the church tonight. In spite of what's happening in our world, there is a church. There will be a church tomorrow. There will be a church until Jesus comes. Amen. But we're living in a world that's filled with darkness. Everywhere there is darkness. This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The Apostle Paul said, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. And then again Paul writes, But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. We know there's a lot of darkness about us, but the light of truth is shining. The light of the gospel is shining. Everybody hasn't quit. Everybody hasn't failed. Everybody hasn't backslid. Hallelujah. All the young people are not going to the dogs. All the young people are not going back. I'm here with some good news tonight that God had a church yesterday. He's got one today and they have one tomorrow. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. You're the light of the world. And then the Bible said in Acts 13 and 47, For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light to the Gentiles. Here was Paul that Brother Booker just preached about. He's a light to the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Then Paul reminds us in Ephesians 5 and 8 that you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And then he said again in Philippians 2, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. As long as the church is here, there's going to be some light in this world. And as much darkness as there is around us, and as much darkness as there is about us, I want to remind you that there's not enough darkness in all the world to put out the light of one small candle. Amen. I said there's not enough darkness in the whole world to put out the light of one candle. And I've got good news for you tonight. The devil hasn't stopped this church in 2,000 years, and he's not going to stop it tonight. <laughs> Praise God. I said the devil hasn't stopped the church. The devil cannot stop the church. The devil will not stop the church. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody clap your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.
Amen. So the church is referred to in the scripture as the salt. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its saltness or its savor, it is good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. The church is the salt. Further, it's the light. The church is also referred to as the body of Christ. The church and we as Christians are referred to as ambassadors for Christ. We are here in Christ's stead. We are here representing the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the city that's set on a hill which cannot be hid. We have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the redeemed church of the living God. Amen. And even though darkness is in this world, and the Bible said in Isaiah 60 that darkness would cover the earth and that gross darkness would cover the people. We're living in that time. In this hour, darkness has covered the earth and gross darkness has covered the people. But I want to remind you again that the church is still here. Praise God. We ought to be excited about that. Every one of us ought to be excited about that. It's getting pretty dark out there where you and I live. Gay marriages are becoming an acceptable thing. And one of the greatest agendas of uh, the liberal movement in America tonight is to promote the gay agenda. That is one of the greatest agendas, Brother White, that's, that's taken place in our generation. We're seeing gay priests and gay preachers and, and gay churches, and that's the agenda. It's pretty dark out there. And I'm not here to be mean tonight, but I still believe that marriage will never be two men or two women. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Brother Sound Man, give me just a little more right here in this monitor. And if you will, I'll just be as happy as I can be. And thank you very much. But marriage will never be two men. I don't care what state says it's all right. I don't care what court says it's all right. I don't care what judge says it's all right. I don't care what presidential candidate says it's all right. Marriage will never be right but just between one man and one woman. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, let me tell you that marriage, marriage is God's idea. Marriage is not man's idea. Marriage wasn't instituted by the state of Arkansas. It's God's idea. Praise God, praise God. It's time for our husband to love the wife, wife to love the husband, and to stay together, and to stand together, and to stick together, and to love God. Praise God, praise God. Somebody shout hallelujah. We're living in a, you may be seated, we're living in a dark world. Adultery is becoming an accepted thing. So what if a governor our presidential aspirant or whoever commits adultery, that's just a common thing. But adultery must never be common in the church. Hallelujah. I said adultery must never be common in the church. Fornication must never be common in the church. Other young people may go out and fornicate, but apostolic young people must not, cannot, should not, 
and must not in order to please God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. This is not the world. This is not a worldly church. This is not something instituted by man. This is God's will. This is God's purpose. This is God's plan. We are God's people. We're the apple of his eye. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise God. It's time to shout the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. So adultery and fornication and, and uh, sins of the flesh must not be common in our apostolic churches. But it's a dark world when one half of all marriages end up in divorce, when pornography is on the rise. Millions of people are involved in, in pornography. And pornography on the Internet is becoming a huge thing. Praise God. Brother, I could preach about that for a while, but a child of God has no business being in some crazy chat room and some pornographic site. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said if you're a child of God, you have no business in a chat room. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they are. Stay out of there. Praise God. I'd rather be in a prayer room than to be in a chat room. I'd rather be in church than to be on the Internet tonight. All right. Praise God. Are we apostolic? Hallelujah. 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 I don't care what the world does. Let's let the world be the world, and let's let the church be the church. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. You may be seated. And then it's dark in politics. The political uh, arena is dark tonight. I, I read some one time where the word poly in Latin means many, and ticks is a blood-sucking creature. Amen. So that's what politics is. Glory to God. It's dark in the political arena. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God's still got a church. It don't matter whether Bush is elected or Kerry's elected. I still plan to have the Holy Ghost and keep it until Jesus comes. Whatever a president says is all right or is not all right, we don't get those orders from Washington. We get them from the pulpit and from a man of God. Hallelujah. I honor the president. I honor the government. But I want you to know every child of God gets their directions from a man of God that's in an apostolic pulpit. Praise God. Everybody here needs a pastor, needs a shepherd, needs a home church. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory to God. It's getting dark out there when... Rock music stars are lining up a, a, a tour, lining up a tour against decency and morality. 
I'm going to tell you young people something and older folks you can listen to. You can't sit and listen to rap music and rock music and still have the Holy Ghost in your heart. Hallelujah. You're listening to that stuff. You need to turn it off and pray through and repent of sins and get right with God and get filled with the Spirit. We don't need gospel rock. We don't need any kind of rock. We don't need rap. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the glory of God. Glory. Glory. Praise God. Praise God. I said we don't need rock music, hard rock, soft rock, any kind of rock, any kind of rap. Let's let the world have it and let's keep Jesus' name alive in our churches. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. You may be seated. It's dark out there when our school system takes tax dollars and espouses Darwin's theory of evolution. I said, they're taking your tax dollars and mine. We've got teachers in our city, in our county, that's teaching with our tax dollars. And they're teaching the theory of evolution. They're teaching it's all right to be gay. They're teaching all of those things. It's dark out there. But brother, it's time for the church to stand up and, and let a light shine. In the midst of all of this, we're, we're faced with a generation of worldly churches. The church is getting worldly and the world's getting churchy. And you can't hardly tell the difference by name, but you can tell the difference in the real true church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Billy Sunday said, you might as well preach about a heavenly devil as to preach about a worldly saint. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said this world and the Holy Ghost doesn't mix too well. We've got worldly churches and false prophets and false teachers that are preaching for money and preaching for a crowd. Hallelujah. Thank God for a crowd. But I'm going to tell you, if I preach to five or 500, I'm going to preach, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Yesterday morning, yesterday morning, walked into a restaurant for the Carnian in, uh, in Missouri, eat a bite while uh, they was taking my dad for some tests. And I saw a man that I knew 30, 35 years ago. He was a preacher, a good preacher. He preached the truth. He preached rallies, fellowship meetings. He preached special meetings. He was dynamic. There he sat over in the booth. And I said to my daughter and my son-in-law sitting there, I said, I know that man. I went over, asked him, said, are you so-and-so? And he said, yes. Hadn't seen him in over 30 years. And he used to be in pulpits, apostolic pulpits. And there was his wife with pantsuits on. There was his wife with a hair cut up to here. There was his wife with earrings and her fingers loaded down with rings. Makeup all over. But he said, I'm still loving Jesus. I'm still preaching. Praise God. Can still talk in tongues. I'm going to tell you, everything that speaks in tongues is not of God. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. I said everything that talks in tongues is not of God. And I can't talk for you, but I can talk for me. I'm not charismatic. I have never been charismatic. I never will be charismatic. I'm happy to be apostolic. Jesus' name, one time. This is not a charismatic renewal. This is God's people. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. You may be seated. I said this is not a charismatic church. A lot of so-called Pentecostal, apostolic people are going charismatic. Amen. One told me a while back, he said, you're a legalist. You're a legalist. And I said, well, if I'm legal, what does that make you, illegal? Praise God. I said, if I'm legal, then you're illegal in what you're doing. I'd rather be legal than be illegal. Praise God. We're not legalists. We're not a bunch of Pharisees. But we believe what this book says. Hallelujah. And I got news for you. This church is not going to change. I said, it's not going to change. I said, it's not going to change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I just preach like I preach at home? And I'll guarantee you one thing, I'll never preach anything anywhere else that I don't preach at home. Praise God. I guarantee you that. I told our people Sunday night, our, our Sunday night week ago, I said, if you're waiting for us to compromise, you got a long wait coming. If you're waiting for us to say it's all right for women to cut their hair, you got a long wait. If you're waiting for us to say it's okay for jewelry, you got a long wait. If you're, if you're waiting for us to say women can wear pantsuits, you got a long wait coming. If you're waiting for us to say television's all right, you got a long wait coming. We are apostolic. It's time that we come back to our identity and our realness and our purpose. Somebody shout to God. Praise God. I'm going to hurry. i got five hours to drive tonight. Praise God. You may be seated. In Jesus' name. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. God hath delivered us from this present evil world and from the power of darkness. We are not of the night nor of darkness. He hath brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He even said, if you hate your brother, you're in darkness. Hallelujah. But I was reading something just the other day that got my attention, Brother Smith. There was a young boy years ago in the early days of America, before they had electricity and all the modern conveniences we have now. His name was Robert Louis Stevenson. And he would look out his bedroom window every night. And uh, at, at sundown and at dusk, he would watch a man come by on a horse. They had no electricity, but he'd come by on a horse. He was called the lamplighter, and he would raise his long torch and ignite a wick of a lamp up on top of a pole, and that would be the light, a little light for that, 
for that area. Then he'd go on to another and another and another. And this boy watched him every night. He was just a young boy, Robert Louis Stevenson. And one night he turned to his parents and he said, look, he said, look, here comes the man that punches holes in the darkness. Praise God. Here comes the man that punches holes in the darkness. When I read that, I said, praise God. What better description could you find than that of the church? We're the church. You know what we're doing? We're punching holes in the darkness. It's a dark world out there. But praise God, we're going to let our light shine. We're going to punch some holes in the darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And by the way, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything by not being out there in the world. I said, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Glory to God. You know, you know, uh, the devil comes along. The apostle Paul says to the Corinthian church, uh, we have nothing, yet we possess all things. So the devil comes along and he offers us the world. And we say, uh, no, thank you. I have everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said that's the that's trick of the devil and the tactic of the devil is to try to offer God's people the things of this world. But we've been set free from this present evil world of darkness. It's a dark world out there. The only light I can see is the Jesus name church. The Trinitarian church is not bringing light. Hallelujah. I said the Trinitarians are not bringing light. The three person in the Godhead mentality is not bringing light. Somebody said it's a play on words. It's not a play on words. It's a matter of a name that's above every name. It's not a matter of semantics. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of people say, you know what? You people are too, uh, you, too much play on words. Baptize in Jesus' name. One preacher said, I baptize him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ. He asked me, he said, what's wrong with that? I said, what's right with it? He said, well, that way I got it all. I said, no, it, it shows you're confused. It shows you're mixed up. If you know what the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is, you don't have to use God's titles. You can just use his name. In the name of Jesus are all the attributes of God's righteousness and holiness, all the attributes of his nature and his character. When you say Jesus, you've said it all. When I walk up to one of these men, I don't have to say, how are you doing, father, son, husband, Holmes. You don't have to say the titles. Praise God. I just walk up and say, how are you, Brother Holmes? How are you, Brother Hare? I don't use your titles. Praise God. I said the Trinitarian world is not bringing people to the light. All right. I'm telling you, I'm not here to fight tonight. I've been preaching this for over 45 years. I'm still going to preach it tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I preached this in 1960 at Second and Buckeye for your father. 
I preach this in your other building. I'm going to preach it here. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There's one God and Father of all who's above all, through all, and in you all. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. He said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. I said, the Trinitarian world is not bringing people to light. They are taking them in darkness. They are not bringing them liberty. They are bringing them into bondage. Hallelujah. It's time for the Jesus name apostolic church to stand up and say, praise God. I'm excited about being apostolic. I'm excited about being Pentecostal. I'm excited about being baptized in Jesus' name. I'm excited. I've got the Holy Ghost. I'm excited to know Jesus is God. Anybody here excited? Anybody here excited that you're apostolic? And so, you may be seated. We need some Robert Louis Stevenson's tonight that can look out the window and see somebody punching some holes in the darkness. It's a dark world, but we're going to punch some holes in the darkness. Hallelujah. And I believe that we can have revival in this twilight time. The Bible says that the light shall not be clear nor dark, not day nor night, but in evening time. Somebody is going to get their lamp out. Somebody's going to be a lamplighter for our generation. Somebody's going to be a lamplighter on your job. Somebody's going to be a lamplighter in your school this fall. Praise God. We need some lamplighters that will ride up and light up the torch. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody say, praise the Lord. You say, well, Brother Goda, I'm just one person. I can't make much difference. If you don't think, if you don't think that uh, uh, just because you're small, or if you think just because you're small and, and, you, and you sell yourself short, and no, no Pentecostal person should sell themselves short. Hallelujah. No apostolic people should feel like you're a second-rate citizen. I don't believe we ought to be proud or haughty or arrogant or egotistical, but I believe there's never been a time when Pentecostal apostolic people ought to be as happy as about who we are and what we are as right now. I got the Holy Ghost 48 years ago, and I'm more happy about it tonight than I've ever been. I'm more excited about it tonight than I've ever been. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how much darkness there is out there. We just need to get us a, a, a lamp lighter, hallelujah, that'll ride through our community and light up some lamps and punch some holes in the darkness. <laughs> Praise God. And if you think that you're too small to make a difference, then you have never been in bed with a mosquito. I've been there. I was raised on a farm, Brother Wilson. I was raised up here in southeast Missouri where there's a lot of mosquitoes and bugs. And, and uh, if you don't think one little small thing can make a difference, then you've never been in bed with a mosquito. I mean, I was, I was born a little too soon. You know, before air conditioning and, 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 and before they got all the uh, machines to harvest all the crops, I got in on the chopping cotton by hand and picking cotton by hand. I told my dad the other day, I said, Man, I just came along a little too soon. 
you know, my brother Kenny here, he's got it made. He's younger than I am, about 15 years, and he's, you know, he's got it made. Never worked a day in his life. Praise God. Don't tell him I said that. Praise God. He'll get plumb mad at me, Brother Carney. Hallelujah. I shut off the tape. No, I'm just kidding. Praise God. But you know what? Uh, I've been in bed with mosquito, and that one little fella can make a lot of difference. And I'm going to tell you that one saint of God can begin to create an apostolic revival in your church. My, 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 I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. One person, one person going to that prayer room and seeking God can begin to bring revival in a church. One person that starts praying and seeking God and walking in the Spirit can make a difference in your church. One young person that's full of the Holy Ghost can turn your young people's group around. Anybody believe that? Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. You know, you may be seen. It's about time. It's about time that we learn the truth about Satan's lies. I said it's about time for God's people to learn the truth about Satan's lie. Because a lie always enslaves those who believe it. And millions tonight are being held captive by Satan's lies. The devil's been lying about this church for 2,000 years. The church has been here, it's still here. The devil says the church is full of hypocrites. The devil says the church is just out to get your money. The devil says the church is man-made and therefore it's unnecessary. The devil said the standards of holiness and righteousness are legalistic traps for simplistic people. The devil says that pastoral authority is a pretext to dictatorship. The devil says that unrestricted worship is hysterical and it is not needed in the church. Hallelujah. I'm here to say tonight that the devil is cunning, he's crafty, he's a deceiver, but he's also a liar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the devil said in the garden. Back in Eden, the devil used precisely that technique on Eden, Eve in Eden. And uh, he took her attention from all the trees that God had put at man's disposal, and he emphasized that there was only one forbidden tree. The devil began to emphasize. I mean, there's a lot of trees around here. The devil emphasized there's one tree, one tree, and God doth know that the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God's, knowing good and evil. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you something tonight. It's not God's crowd that's cheated. It's the devil's crowd that are being cheated and deprived. Hallelujah. God's crowd is happy. God's crowd's in camp meeting tonight. Oh, hallelujah. The devil's crowd is full of homosexuality, promiscuity, drunkenness, drugs, pornography, and a thousand other sins. Venereal disease and AIDS is running wild out there. The devil says in order to have fun, you've got to drink alcoholic beverages, you've got to have free sex, you've got to do drugs, you've got to listen to rock music, and you've got to go out to the world. I'm here to tell you there's no better place to be than the house of God. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. You folks that say, I'm bored in church, you need to pray through on this last night of camp meeting and say, praise God, I want to get my joy back, my peace, my power, my walk with God. Somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah. 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 
Amen. There are, you may be seated. There are people that say, well, I'm just bored in church. Well, I'll tell you the answer to that is move up a little closer. Get around the altar. I got some folks that sit in the balcony every service, and then they wonder where the power of God's at. Sit up there and yawn through the service and wonder why there's no more miracles and demonstration of God's power. Hallelujah. Brother, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't sit on the back seat every service. You hadn't got enough money to pay me to sit on the back seat every service. Somebody's got to sit there, and I'm not condemning tonight, but I wouldn't sit there every service. I want to get up close to the altar. I want to get up close to the fire. If you're bored tonight, move up a little closer. If you're bored tonight, start clapping your hands. If you're bored tonight, start lifting your hands. If you're bored in church, start praising the Lord. If you're bored in church, start glorifying God. And the first thing you know, the power of God is going to come upon you. I'm not bored in church. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Come on. Let's brighten up our town. Let's brighten up our church. Let's brighten up our street. Let's brighten up our community. Let's punch some holes in the darkness. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I said, the devil's a liar. I said, the devil's a liar. When he says you can't have fun in church, the devil's a liar. When he said church is boring, the devil's a liar. When he said you can't be excited in church, the devil's a liar. When the devil says you need alcohol, drugs, and promiscuous sex, the devil's a liar. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I believe it's shouting time. It's praising time. It's worship time. Glory. Let's punch some holes in the darkness tonight. You may be seated. I read the other day we're up in the state of Kentucky. Anybody here from Kentucky? thought I saw somebody from Kentucky. It's a great state, bluegrass state. But in the state of Kentucky, a police officer pulled over a lady for speeding. She was going 96 in a 65 zone. And he came up to her and he said, let me have your driver's license. She said, I don't have one. She said, I lost it with a DWI six months ago. He said, let me see your vehicle registration. She said, I don't have one. I stole this car. And she said, the owner's in the trunk. Right now, the man I stole it from is in the trunk. And this policeman thought, my Lord, i got a case on my hands. So he called for backup right quick. Here come his superior officers coming up very quickly. He stepped aside, let them take over the case. And, he, and, and the new officer came up, the head man, he came up and said, lady, you have a driver license? She said, yes, sir. Pulled it out, billfold right here it is. And he said, you got a registration? Yes, sir. Pulled out the registration, Brother Wilson. Here it is. He said, raise your trunk. She raised her trunk. Nothing there but a spare tire. He said, ma'am, that officer told me you didn't have a license. 
you didn't have registration, you had a stolen car, and the driver was in the trunk. She said, that liar probably told you I was feeding too, didn't he? Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, the devil's a liar tonight. I'm telling somebody, the devil's a liar tonight. You know what we need in our churches? It's not less shouting, it's more shouting. It's not less hand clapping, it's more hand clapping. It's not less worship, it's more worship. My God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does anybody here want to be a lamplighter tonight? Does anybody want to lift up your light and light up your community? Light up your church? You may be seated. I've got to close. But I, I read something the other day that said, and I quote, perhaps our place is not at the center of the universe, but maybe, the writer said, the moon models our place and our role. What does the moon do? The moon generates no light of itself. Apart from the sun, the moon is nothing but a pitch black, pockmarked rock. But when it's properly positioned, the moon beams. Hallelujah. It's time to let the moon do what it was made to do. Hallelujah. That clot of dirt up there becomes a source of inspiration, becomes even a source of romance. Hallelujah. Way back under, before the flood, I asked my wife to marry me. I, I borrowed a preacher's Cadillac, trying to impress her, see. I had an old car. For the bar, it wasn't worth anything. So I borrowed a man's Cadillac and proposed to her in a, in a borrowed Cadillac. When she got married to me and found out how much money I had, she was extremely disappointed. <laughs> find out my bank account was mighty low. <laughs> but you know what? We sat in that borrowed Cadillac, and that moon was shining through. It was romantic. And I said, would you marry me? And she said, yes. Praise God. That's been going on 42 years ago, and she's still my wife. And we got, and I got two girls, and they, they're married to two preachers. Amen. And I got four grandchildren, and a fifth one on the way. Praise God. I like to tell them I got four grandchildren, and all of them are boys except three. Amen. So I thank God for my family. I got a good family. Praise God. But a moon gives a, a, a little bit of inspiration for romance. The moon reflects the greater light. She's happy to do so. The moon never gets out of its place. The moon is happy to be the moon. You will never hear the moon complaining. I'm not Jupiter. I'm not Mars. I'm not the sun. Hallelujah. She makes no waves about making waves. Amen. Let the cow jump over her or astronaut step on her. But she never objects. Amen. And even though sunning, sunning is acceptable to some people, they like the sun, but mooning would never be acceptable. 
It's amazing. You won't hear, you, you, you know, you won't hear old cheese face crumble. Praise God. But what would happen, what would happen if all of us accepted our place and accepted our role as reflectors of the sun? S-O-N. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The sun's 93 million miles away. If it's any closer, we'd burn up. Any further away, we'd freeze to death. Amen. The moon is 250,000 miles or so away, and it's strategically positioned and located by Almighty God, so it'll be a reflection of the sun. It has no power of itself. It has no light of itself. But if it's positioned just right, praise God, it's a beautiful thing. I want to tell some saints of God here tonight, if we'll find our place, if we'll find our role, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather be an usher in this church than to be the pastor of some denominational church in this city. Praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. I said, you may be seated. I said, I'd rather be an usher here than to be the pastor of some church where the truth's not preached. We are highly privileged. Let's let ourselves be positioned of Almighty God so we can shine. Hallelujah. Let's get ourselves in line with the Holy Ghost so we can shine as lights in a dark and dreary world. Let's punch some holes in the darkness. When you attend church faithfully, when you walk in here or wherever you go every Sunday morning, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you get your Bible, get your family, come to church on Sunday night, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you get your family together, go to midweek Bible study or whatever you call it, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you pray during a service and pray in the prayer room before church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. Hallelujah. When you lift up your hands and praise God, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you clap your hands in church and glorify God, you're punching a hole in the darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, I'm just little old me. Forget about that mentality. You're a child of God. You're a child of faith. You're a child of hope. You're a child of promise. You're a child of destiny. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. When you get that tithing envelope out and give your tithe and offerings, you are punching a hole in the darkness. When you give to support a home mission church or a foreign missionary, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you live a consistent, godly life in your church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you help somebody that's got a need in your church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you teach a home Bible study to somebody that don't know the truth and they obey the gospel, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you invite somebody to church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you pass out church cards, Brother Ken Bow introduced this to our church a few short years ago. We was always passing out cards, but this is the man that introduced it to our church that said if everybody... And Brother Bo, we haven't forgotten you and we haven't forgotten the cards. Since you were there, we passed out between 250 and 300,000 church cards. 
You say, well, what's the result? The result is there hasn't been one week that somebody hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name or got the Holy Ghost. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, if we'd all get mobilized and go to work for God, we could turn our churches upside down. Hallelujah. It's time for us to quit fussing and arguing and fighting. Praise God and say, let's mobilize. We're Jesus' name. We're apostolic. Let's go for it. Let's go forward. Let's preach. Let's teach. Let's witness. I, I may, you may, may be seated. I may have told it in this church, but the man's here that inspired me. And uh, we pass them out every Tuesday night. They did it tonight. Every Tuesday night, we have all of our people stand. We give them at least seven cards. And we call it one-a-day vitamins. One-a-day vitamins. Vitamin. One-a-day vitamin. And our people take them by the hundreds every week. Praise God. What's the result? A lady at Walmart was standing there check out, checking people out, long line behind her. And uh, a lady from our church handed her a card. She started crying. She said, did I offend you? The lady started crying. She said, no. She stopped running the cash register. She reached over and picked up 13 other cards. She said, you're the 14th person today from that church that's invited me to church. Said, what in the world's going on over there? You may be seated. You know what? She, got, she came and got baptized. She got the Holy Ghost. She brought her daughter. She got the Holy Ghost. She brought her son-in-law. He got the Holy Ghost. She brought her grandchildren. I want to tell you, friend, it's time for us to go to work. Let's punch some holes in the darkness. One of our, one of our teenagers driving through McDonald's. Praise God. You know, right now, I was preaching Brother Picklesheimer out in Twin Falls, Idaho. And I made a statement one night. I said, nothing would please me better right now than a Big Mac and a Diet Coke. That place was full of people. About 15 minutes later, Brother Smith, a man came running through the left on that side door and brought a Big Mac and a Diet Coke right to the pulpit. He took me literally. And I said, time out, folks. And I took me a bite of the Big Mac, drank a little Diet Coke, kept on preaching. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One, one student was asking school, what's the three main sources of food? What's the three best sources of food? He said, McDonald's, Wendy's, and Hardee's. Praise God. And that's about the way I feel. Hallelujah. But you know, one of our boys, teenage boys, was going through a drive through window, and, uh, and he handed a young teenage boy, 17 years old, a church card. He said, hey. Just a minute, what's going on here? You're about number six or seven tonight that's handing me a card. He came the next night. He got baptized the next night. He got the Holy Ghost the next night. Come on, folks. Let's get involved in soul winning. Let's put some holes in the darkness. Let's start passing out tracts. Let's pass out church cards. Let's invite people. Praise God. Let's put some holes in the darkness. I'm going to close. Our musicians will come. Please be seated for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One little boy in our church, four years old, four years old, went next door to a neighbor's house and handed the man a card. And the man said, what do you want? He just handed him a card. And he said, come to my church. That's all he said. Just hand him a card. He said, come to my church. The man got thinking about it. 
He and his wife looked at it. A week later, they showed up on Sunday morning. Two weeks later, they baptized. About a month later, they got the Holy Ghost. They're both coming to church. Their children in church. They're living for God tonight. All because a four-year-old handed them a church card. It's not just a church card. It's getting involved. It's doing something. We got the greatest message in the whole world, but the world don't know it. If we keep it in here, we got to get it out there. Hallelujah. I said we got the truth, but the world will not know it unless we let our light shine. Is somebody willing to punch a hole in the darkness? When you sing in the choir, you're punching a hole in the darkness. And don't be like some of our choir members hitting me. Be faithful. When you sing in the youth crowd, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you get involved in evangelism and outreach in your church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you bring a child to church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you run a bus route, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you're a bus captain, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you're a bus driver, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you're a bus worker, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you knock on somebody's door and invite them to a truth preaching church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you witness on your job, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you greet your neighbor and invite them to church, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you help a family that's in need, you'll punch a hole in the darkness. When you pray for your lost children, you're punching a hole in the darkness. You say they haven't come in yet. Keep praying. Keep praying. There's a man that uh, came to our church about 15 years ago as a single boy. And he got married. They got four children. He hadn't been to church in years. Hadn't been to church in years. Two weeks ago, him and his wife and four kids showed up. Last Tuesday night, I was teaching just a Bible study. We go tonight, just teaching, and uh, wasn't wasn't all that excited. I'm always excited about the truth, but I was just teaching. When I got through, everybody stood, and I said, "Would anybody like to come and pray?" Here come this big old boy up there. Had been in church since he's a teenager. Praise God! In ten minutes' time, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I called back home yesterday, Brother White, and Sunday night, his wife, who said, I'll never be Pentecostal, she got the Holy Ghost before she got to the altar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother, this is that. I said, this is that. Get excited about it. Let's all stand on our feet. Let's get excited about God, about the church, about the work of God. Come on, let's stand and praise him. Hallelujah. Remain standing with me, if you will. When you have family prayer and devotion, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you bake a cake or pie and fix it for somebody that's sick or in need, you're punching a hole in the darkness. When you speak a word of encouragement, and you know what? We Pentecostals are to be the best people in the world at encouraging people. We don't need to put each other down, 
And I'm not talking about the truth now. You understand what I'm saying. I'm saying stand for the truth with all your heart. But we ought to lift up one another. Hallelujah. I said we ought to lift up one another. There's some more Larry Bookers out there. And they got long hair. And they don't look like prize candidates for the church. But bless your heart, there's some people waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting for us. Let's punch a hole in the darkness and light a light. You say, well, Brother Gooder, I just want, I, I'm just a quiet type, and I don't want to witness or say anything. And I just, you know, I'm not the type to say anything. I read the other day something I thought was interesting. It said during the Civil War, there were some Union soldiers riding through a Confederate cornfield. Little old grandmother, that was her cornfield. She got so angry to see what was happening. She grabbed a poker out of the hearth there. She picked it up. She ran toward them big tall men on their horses. Somebody hollered and said, hey, Granny, you can't stop them. She said, well, maybe not, but I can let them know whose side I'm on. Hallelujah. You may not can stop all the sin in your school or in your town, but praise God, you can stand up and let them know whose side you're on. But you know, sometimes we're like that old boy that was born right on the Mason-Dixon line. He was born. He didn't know whether he ought to join the Southern Army or the Northern Army in the war. So he finally came up with this solution. I'm going to wear the Union coat of blue, and I'll wear the gray pants of the South. So he went to battle with the Union coat and his gray Southern pants. As soon as he's gotten battle, he got shot from both sides. And that's about what some of us do. We think we can compromise with the world. We don't need to compromise with the world. Just go out there and live for God. I said, just go out there and live for God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder what it'd be like if somebody would go to school and ever say, praise the Lord. You'd say, they might throw me out. Well, bless God, let them throw you out. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I say it's time to sing and shout and testify and talk in tongues. Hallelujah. Go back to your church this week and walk in the door saying, praise God, hallelujah. I'm a child of God. What would happen? I tell you what, you can punch a hole in the darkness. If you'd go up to your Sunday school teacher after class and say, I really enjoyed that lesson, I needed that. You could punch a hole in the darkness by coming up to your pastor after church saying, Pastor, thank you for that message. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not that preachers need to be bragged on all the time, but bless God, you need to tell your pastor once in a while, I appreciated that sermon, I needed that sermon. Thank you, preacher. Thank you for preaching to me. Anybody want to say amen? Somebody could write a letter to somebody that's in jail, high prison, and punch a hole in the darkness. Somebody could go and visit somebody that's in the hospital. Even if you're not a preacher, you don't have to be a preacher. You can visit a hospital and talk to somebody and encourage them and pray with them. Hallelujah! 
You can go to some brand new convert, new Christian. Put your arm around him and say, we're so glad you're coming to this church. It's the best thing in the world that ever happened to me. We're glad you're here. We appreciate you coming. Offer a word of encouragement. Hallelujah. Punch a hole in the darkness. Punch a hole in the darkness by praying over your food. Even when you're in the cafeteria and everybody's looking. Pray a, punch a hole in the darkness by praying in the altar with someone that's not your relative. I got folks that'll pray in the altar if it's their relative up there. Bless God, we need some folks that'll pray in the altar when you're not kin to them and you don't even know them. You just love God. My Lord, every time somebody picks up a pack of cigarettes out of their pocket and throws them away, we're punching a hole in the darkness. Every time... Somebody goes home after church by the conviction of the Holy Ghost and they repent. They to take their beer and throw it down the sink. Pour it out. You're punching a hole in the darkness. Every time a young person, we had one just two weeks ago, pull out his drugs and lay them on the altar. Praise God. Take that, devil. We're punching a hole in the darkness. Every time a lady throws her makeup away, we're punching a hole in the darkness. Come on, Pentecostals. Every time a lady consecrates and says, I'll never cut my hair again, you're punching a hole in the darkness. Every time you get rid of your pantsuits and start wearing dresses and skirts, you're punching a hole in the darkness. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. It's time for the church to do something. Every time you get rid of your television, you're punching a hole in the darkness. I had a young preacher to tell me the other day, he said, Brother Godet, one counseling me, he said, he pastored not too far from me, he said, you know, this is a different day, isn't it? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, I heard you say that none of your members have television. I said, that's right. Anybody can come sit on the pews, everybody's welcome. But nobody's going to sing the choir, crowd, play music, pray, sing, usher, teach class, be secretary, or do one blessed thing. In our church, if they got a television, I kind of felt that discouraged about me. You know what he told me? He said, "Well, you know, you've been here 31 years, have you?" I said, "Yeah, 31 years, starting on 32. We started with nobody in small life, two kids." And uh, he said, "But it's a different day." I said, "Yeah, tell me about it." He said, "Well, I can't get folks to get rid of the television." I said, "Let me ask you something. When's the last time you preached?" You know what? After about five minutes of him wiggling around, he admitted he had never preached against television. I said, how in the name of God are folks going to get rid of Hollywood if you don't preach it? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, God's people, God's people are free. We're free. We don't need Hollywood. We don't need television. We don't need video. We don't need a whole lot of things the world's got. We got the Holy Ghost. We got the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to punch some holes in the darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any real apostolics here tonight? Any Pentecostals here tonight? Anybody glad you're Pentecostal? Anybody glad you're apostolic? But what's happening? We Christians are getting used to the dark. 
We're up against the power that controls this dark world. We're against spiritual agents from the very headquarters of evil. There's a slow, subtle, sinister, brainwashing process that is gradually desensitizing us to evil. Little by little, sin is made to appear less sinful. We are being homogenized, absorbed, and assimilated into this age. We accept its literature, its music, its art, its language without any protest. Although we're told in the Bible to hate evil, abhor evil, abstain from the very appearance of evil. You see, some things do not appear to be so dark because we've grown so accustomed to it. It's not that our minds are broadening, it's that our conscience is stretching. We live in peaceful coexistence with the world, with the flesh, and with the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time for God's people to punch a hole in the darkness. And I, my last remark is that Ronald Reagan, I read something the other day, he just died recently. I quote from him. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed down to them to do the same. And one day we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. And one day we're going to sit down. If we don't preach the truth and talk about it, worship God, live for God, we're going to tell our children and grandchildren. In our church, we used to shout. We used to praise God and worship God. We, they used to run the aisles and dance in the spirit. They talked in tongues. They glorified God. But now then, it's just a ritual, a routine. Oh, God. I want to punch a hole in the darkness tonight. I said it's time for every preacher, every saint of God, every person in this building to say, I'm going to be a lamplighter. And I'm going to go around and see how many lights I can light up. Let's lift our hands and praise Him. On this last night of camp meeting, I wonder how many men and women and young people, how many preachers and wives and families would just kind of step out from where you are as we begin to play the music and sing and would begin to walk up toward this altar, fill this front, fill this area, and say, I want to be a lamplighter. I want to punch some holes in the darkness. It's dark out there. It's a dark day, but... We can get enough people to lift up their light. We can punch some holes in the darkness tonight. Why don't we all come forward, amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Come on, preacher. Come on, pastor. It's time to go back to your church, preach and teach and worship God. Lift up the name of the Lord. Saints of God, let's go back home. Let's fast and pray. Let's seek God. Let's make prayer alive. Let's let worship be alive. Oh, let's talk to God tonight. On this last night of camp meeting, 
Let's have an old-fashioned prayer meeting that will shake the foundation of hell and bring the glory of God to our lives and to our churches. Let's be a lamplighter. Let's punch some holes in the darkness. 